Hi, this is Donna Otto, and I don't know if this is a good idea or not, but we've been talking about money, finances, stewardship, training your children in it. I don't know about you, but at the Otto household, we've been spending a lot of money because we've been remodeling a house, and more than that, we bought things we didn't expect to buy, like masks and more bleach and uh, wipes and sanitizers and things that were just not in our budget. Have you found the same thing to be true? Have you found ordering food in because you can't get to the market? Have you found we're spending money in different ways to protect ourselves? Yes, I think that's true. But I also want to remind you that that's why having a reserve a savings, an account that is for emergencies. My husband loves the emergency fund. Sometimes at our age, he'll walk through the house beating his chest, which makes him, you know, like Tarzan or the Hulk, you know, the strong man. You know how much is in the emergency fund, he tells me? And I can't tell you in our lifetime how my husband's saving for the emergency fund every month out of money that we earned every month the same amount and then suddenly the car would need three thousand dollars worth of repair and we were not stressed about it so i want to talk to you in the next um, couple of days about training your children with money remember our website remember the archives thank you for joining us those of you who are new to us welcome 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 thank you for participating and making your friends our friends and look for the series that's coming where I'm going to make my friends your friends. You'll love meeting some of the nearest and dearest and most helpful people in my life. So today I want to talk about training your children to be money wise. Training your children in the way they should go. Now some of this material I'm using comes from a book called The ABCs of Handling Money and it's a Crown Ministries tool. We live in a civilization that demonstrates irregular concepts regarding money. Would you agree with that? How you earn it, how you save it, how you spend it, how you give it away. So it's my intent to give you some practical tools for training your children to use the gift of money from God for his purposes. These tools will be hand-on activities teaching financial principles. Children learn from doing. They learn from watching they learn from being taught. And I hope to drop a few of the ideas for your teens as well as your small children. Most of this stuff is things I want you to do, though, with those of you who have younger children. Certainly if you have teenagers and you didn't do this when they were young, if you and your husband had not conquered money in those days, don't worry about it. They can overcome it. But now is a good time to pause. And I always say to moms who have teenagers, say to me, I didn't teach my children how to organize or pick up their stuff in their bedroom, and is it too late? They're teenagers. I say, no. But the first thing you have to do is go to them and say, I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I should have known this myself, but I did, and now I do. I have to help you learn it. And you won't learn it as fast because you're a teenager, but I'm committed. So memorization of key scriptures will aid your children in remembering these instructions. So let's look at the 12 principles today. God's word discusses money. His word is a lamp unto my feet, the scripture says, and a light unto my path. 
God's Word discusses money. Some people say as many as 2,500 times. God owns everything. Everything. And Haggai tells us that God owns all the silver and all the gold. God calls us stewards. And he tells us in the New Testament, moreover, it is required of stewards to be found trustworthy. Remember the parable when the stewards came and they eventually kill the master's child? They were not good stewards. They were not found trustworthy. For God wants us to work. Ecclesiastes 9 and 10 tells us, whatever your hand finds to do, do it mightily. Five, God tells us to give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Six, God tells us to save. Proverbs 21 and 20 says, the wise man saves for the future. The foolish man spends whatever he gets. And you know, gals, men, women, grandmothers, whoever's listening to this audience, I want you to go into your Proverbs and look for the sluggards. S-L-U-G-G-A-R-D-S. The Proverbs describes the various sluggards there are. Is your teenager looking like a sluggard these days? My favorite sluggard is the one who says, I can't go to work today. There's a lion in the front of the house. <laughs> did, your, did any of your kids ever say that? I can't go to school today. Oh, Mrs. So-and-so is a so-and-so. And I think, oh my gosh, there it is in the scripture. I can't go to work. I can't go to school. I can't get out of bed. There's a lion in the front of the house. That's my favorite sluggard. Seven of these 12 principles. God tells us to be happy with what we have. Philippians Paul, he says, I have learned whatever situation I am in, I will be satisfied, content, even happy. Eight, God tells us not to be in debt. God tells us not to be in debt. Owe no man anything except to love each other, for the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. Fulfill the law. That's the old covenant law. And what's the new covenant law? The new covenant law is to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and to love each other. Nine, God tells us to listen to our parents and take their counsel. Ecclesiastes, again, chapter 6, verse 1 Obey your parents, for this is the first commandment with a promise. You know what the promise is? is that your children will live long and have a prosperous life if they learn to obey their parents. I have to stop there for a minute. Your children do not have to obey you when they become adults. They do have to obey you when they're children in your home. And if you let them get away with it, let me tell you how they're going to be when they're adults. Okay, enough about that. Ten, God tells us to be honest. Do not lie and do not steal. Oh, those are commandments from the straight from the Ten Commandments. Eleven, God tells us to accept his son as savior. All have sinned and are in need of a savior, the scripture reminds us. And God tells us to be 
in community. And being in community has to do with the giving to others. Um, the scripture says, do not forsake the assembling of yourselves together. How am I to do the two-step love God and love others if I'm not in community? My husband yesterday in the pandemic days met with a dear brother who is going through a very difficult time. And they met in a public place and they were distanced and had their masks on. And he came back three hours later. And I said to him, were you with so-and-so for that whole time? He said, all but the driving time. And I thought, what a great gift. What a great gift. He just went and listened. And I said, how much talking did you get in? He said, not much. Now, this brother is going through a hard time physically and financially and emotionally. David was community. He went and he did not forsake the assembling of ourselves together, even in this pandemic time, because he felt it was really important to be in the presence of this man, not on the telephone. And, and for men, that's truly more important. David always says to me, if you want to get a man to talk, toss him a ball. Just toss him a ball. Just toss him a ball. A big ball, little ball, football, it doesn't matter. A guy starts to talk. So these are my 12 principles, and I want to just begin on when we come together again, I'll finish these and talking about the first six of them, but I'm going to talk for the, about the first one. Remember that mamas and papas, children are very physically active when they're young. They have a short attention span, and that attention span needs training and teaching. They learn best from first-hand experiences. They have very active imaginations when they're young. So they want to learn, they want to please you, they want to imitate you. And when we look at these 12 principles, I'm going to give you actual things that you can do with them, okay, that require um, their hands-on, their being physically active, their opportunity to see it, to show it. And I'll give you some illustrations as well. well Thanks for joining us. This is a continuation of a big subject. If God mentions this, even the fewest time I've seen research is, is about 850 times in the scripture. And the most, whether that has to do with exact money or resources or how we use them or how we share them, 25 or 600 times, then we're taking these times together to talk about it. I know that these are difficult times. I know that you're having, watching your pennies, and I don't care what economic strata you are in, you are watching your pennies and looking for ways to bless others. So give what you have, share what you have, give it in ways that will please God, will help your children see you, and they will get the caught it method of what to do with all that belongs to God. Remember, the common begin and the uncommon finish. Go on and make it a very uncommon day by sharing with your children all things belong to God. <laughs>